Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Citra's on the ground, oh. and we're in the air. But she's not yep. dead. Not we dead yet. Y'all don't o- know only that. because of the rules of damage max out. <laughs> <laughs> Saved by the rules. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, well, I guess to jump back into this, when last we left our heroes, the doorkeepers had, uh, after an unsuccessful teleport, had a successful teleport and returned <laughs> back to the city of Wati, wherein <laughs> they had found a flying pyramid commanded by, you believe, uh, Istakim Hebet, the aunt of Hakatep the first. The cool warrior one. The cool warrior ant had uh, flown over here and basically said, yo, uh, I got a bunch of lasers. Here's a demonstration as I shoot around your city. Uh, Hand over these guys that apparently really cared about your town. At the very least, they cared enough about your city to complain about it to the Ib of (laughs) Hakatep. And if you hand them over, you're all fine. Also, welcome to New Osirian. Where the undead rule? Well, again, he wants the mask so he's alive again. (laughs) She's undead, presumably. Uh, you don't know what types of powers Hakatep has. Maybe he could fix that, too. He probably mm. thinks he can. He probably, yeah, he might. I mean, if he's a hot, powerful enough sorcerer to have ninth-level spells and Wish is one of those spells, then, yeah, he can fix it. Maybe. True. When you, uh, when you arrived, you got to speak with some old friends in the form of Septi the Crocodile, Niket Shepis, as well as Tepnip. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I've been the one to reach out to all of you and been like, hey, by the way, apparently there's some people here. They really want you dead, judging by the fact that they flew a pyramid over our city. By the way, did you know pyramids can fly? I bet I they're didn't. like, what have they been up to since they left? Yep, Tepanib's sitting there like, man, I, I need to really catch up on the last 70 episodes of the Find the Path podcast so that I know why there's a flying pyramid. Kwasin, I thought you were trying to keep me up to date. He's like, no, sorry. I've been listening to lore. <laughs> <laughs> the party had then flown up, at which point they had been confronted by the Voices of the Sun, a quartet of mummified harpies. Who are resistant to fire, rude. Who are apparently are resistant <laughs> to fire, which is weird for a mummy. Uh, you had had a brief conversation. They had offered you offered to take you to uh, Istikim Habet to address her personally. All you'd have to do is approach, approach her in true humility, which means in your birthday suits. Which, no thank you. Uh, which I do appreciate as a way to get around the whole, like, drop your weapons and come with us, and the wizard's like, mwahaha. And instead it's like, drop everything and come <laughs> with us. The monk would still be okay. I was going to say, I would be, Sudi would be fine, but he needs backup. We've fine. It's because they saw Lord of the Rings when they were going up to Theoden. It's like, I told you to take the wizard's stuff. Yep. Yep. You know, they learned. They learned. Yep. What else do you do when you're dead but watch Lord of the Rings over and over again? I mean, the extended edition will get you through. Yep. Yeah. 12 hours at a time. <laughs> A fight had then ensued, at which point the party had uh, punched and kicked and spellcast and all the rest of that. Unfortunately, while the entire party had resisted the Harpy's siren song, uh, I guess just a Harpy song at that point, Citra had unfortunately felled against one of the paralysis effects. Petrified with fear, she had been unable to concentrate on her fly spell and had plummeted 500 feet to the ground, and which would, in any other circumstances, logic dictating be a fatal fall. However, being Pathfinder characters with over a hundred something hit points. And having magical protections. And yeah, I, again, I'm assuming that the magical protections had basically left a crater as she had slammed Superman style into the ground. And again, some skydivers and stuff have survived. It fall- is true. It yeah. is not beyond the realm of possibility. 
those skydivers had levels of fighter. <laughs> you know, it was probably because, like, my robe of the hedge wizard and, and whatnot. Because if you have even, like, one piece of cloth, you can, like, use that. So maybe it, like, got stuck between my legs or something and used, like, a kite to, like, cushion my fall. You became a, sp- a flying squirrel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe extreme sports would get you experience points. Next Starfinder character. Extreme sports junkie. You could be an icon. Yeah, you would be an icon yeah. who's really into, like, yeah. whatever. Evil Knievel. Yep. Yes. I do, like, halo dives literally from, from space into a planet's atmosphere. I mean, considering we've already done that, basically, um, with, like, that Red Bull guy. While flying a banner that's the Starfinder equivalent of Mountain Dew behind me. Oh, my God. Yep. So Flash. as we had left off, Sudi, Hollis, and Masika were fighting, still fighting the quartet of the Voices of the Sun in the sky above. While, as we begin, Citra, aching, staring up into the sky, just watches these tiny dots in the distance darting back and forth like a, like seven gnats swirling around the, uh, the side of this pyramid. You guys are on your own. Good I don't luck. like it. Lame. We don't like this. You feel uh, an odd weight on your chest. Oh, wow. That looked really painful. I'm glad that you're okay. Tedman himself just wait, by the way. It's really good to see you again. Who are the other people? Oh, it's Oh, you're para- paralyzed. Oh, okay. Croissant. All right, well then, uh, I'm just going to sit here on your chest. Don't mind me. <laughs> Tevinim's like, oh, she better. fell out of the sky. I guess <laughs> I, I should her. go check. <laughs> <laughs> and getting back into the combat again, combat music. I think I do remember saying, I really hope Tevinim <laughs> saw that it is coming to help me. Did you know how awful <laughs> so it would have been if you had, like, smashed Quasin? <laughs> On your oh. flight down, it would have been awful. <laughs> no, they were watching from the window and they saw her impact. And of course, Quasin's the only one that can get to her in one round. Yeah. Well, that's good. Little invisible. This, by the way, is a callback to Quasin, the invisible psychopomp uh, bird wearing a little uh, porcelain mask that per- that perches on uh, Tetmanib's shoulder and makes everyone think that Tetmanib talks to himself. And a soy psychopomp. The armor is going to meet Quasin and it's going to be interesting. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> oh my I'm going to rig role play of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's get back into it. Combat music, Sirenscape, don't fall. Next round of combat begins. Voices of the Sun are still at the top of the initiative. I hate rude. Okay, let's see what I've got here. So the first of the harpies, which I affectionately call Red, will, uh, starting already adjacent to Masika, make a fly check to hover successfully, and we'll go ahead and full out attack Masika, bringing her Kopesh to bear. Let's see, 33? No. The new armor. 32. Nope. And a perfect 20 will hit threat. 23 to confirm. Nope. Yeah, with that uh, insight bonus and uh, sh- upgrading my shield, Masika's got a pretty good armor class now. There you go. You still manage to parry, duck out of the way of the first one, and just stumble back out of the way of the second. The third one hooks back around as the curved blade hooks in, slicing across your left side, scoring you for 11 points of damage. Owie. The next one will also go ahead and hold. Actually, they'll delay because they're expecting backup. Oh boy, backup! Uh, the one facing off against Hollis will actually go ahead and fly around. It's going to be flying at less than half movement speed, but succeeds. This one darts around Hollis, circling around to flank Masika, pulling up and swinging out with a Kopesh. Uh, plus two, that's a 32. Nope. nope. There we have it, probably. 35. Yep. That is a threat. However, even with the flanking bonus, that's a 32. 
Nope. So it does what not confirm. What is your AC right now? 34. And that Thanks. is a... That's a 12. Does a 12 hit? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nasika has armor, a buckler, that insight bonus, a ring of protection. You know, her dexterity is pretty good. Amulet natural armor. She's on the front line more than I like her to be. I really wanted to be a 35, but I couldn't... I didn't have enough time and money to upgrade another thing. Okay. However, <laughs> this one, as it darts back around you, in probably a, uh, a manner somewhat reminiscent to Masika by this point, it darts around. The other one screeches, drawing your attention. You manage to block two or the first hit before the second one skewers in and slices, punching straight through the cut the first one did and scoring into your liver, uh, striking you for 25 points, including the sneak attack damage. Oh. As once again, it is flying sneak attackers. That's bad. Uh, you do manage to wrench yourself around and out of the way of the sixth attack up on you this round. The fourth one circles around, meaning that the first ones will come out of its delay at the end of its turn. Circling around, making a fly check, succeeding. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm assuming they fly so that they don't provoke for me. Yeah, it circles wide around. Yeah, clever girl. Flies out around Sudi, circles basically wings scraping along the side of the pyramid before doing a full circle around Sudi and diving in with a screech. No, well, a nuts. Uh, even with the flank, though, well, no, that's probably going to do it. That's a 35. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. That is not a threat, though, because this is an early attack. Just because I'm actually, no, I don't think that's going to do it. A 17 will not get past, uh, do you have 20 or 25% resistance? Uh, 20. To? Yeah, so 17 means that there will not be sneak attack on this. However, it yes. does still strike you for 11 points of damage. Okay. The other one re-enters the initiative, makes a fly check to hover. No. Oh. Please fail. That'd be amazing. Actually, I think it might have. Oh, that'd be so nice. I'd give it a <laughs> kick on the way down. That'll give Citra something to fight. <laughs> I'm paralyzed. Oh. Maybe 10 minutes will fix you. It does succeed on it because it's actually only a DC 15. Oh. Shockingly, I guess they have no feathers. They're shockingly not that great at flying, really. I'm imagining they're clumsy if they're like mummies, you know? Uh, clumsy is the correct classification for their fly skill. Hey, nice. Uh, so hovering is not easy for them. It does lash out. Uh, that's with a 29. That's a miss. That's better. That's a 31 with the flank. Uh, 31 will hit me. All right. And then last one. Last one's a 27. Nope. And 69 will get through the percentile chance for ignoring the sneak attack. Yep. So sneak attacks. That is a poor roll. I'm fine with this. Uh, 14 points of damage. Cool. Hollis Starkweather. Hollis is going to provoke as she flies away. Oh, uh, actually, before Hollis does anything, okay. go ahead and have Hollis make me another knowledge religion check. Okay. Uh, not 20, which is a waste. <laughs> 42? That's never a waste on knowledge. I was about to do some attack stuff. Says the man who complains every time he gets a 20 outside of combat. Just going to point that out. I mean, you know. <laughs> we're in combat. Hollis, you don't think these are mummies? Uh-oh. So what now? Specifically in the capital M mummy, which you initially assumed. This is actually a much, you guess, rarer type of creature, usually referred to simply as a mummified Creature. Oh. In this case, it would be, instead of being a mummy, this is actually a mummified harpy. Uh, mechanically speaking, it's an acquired template instead of being actually a creature type. Oh, okay. Which can be applied to any living corporeal creature, 
which would be the base creature. You may ask pertaining towards the mummified creature four questions. Bowsers. Um, okay, I'm going to go for special defenses. Special defenses. Uh, they do possess a damage reduction of five everything, pretty much the same as the mummy, which you'd already identified. Mm-hmm. As well as the defenses granted by a dead subtype. I'm not going to go over those again. Mm-hmm. In addition, they do possess a weakness. What is it? This? Their weakness is... Uh, a mummified, the mummified process leaves the mummified creature vulnerable to a single type of energy, oh. uh, either acid, fire, cold, sonic, or electricity. So unlike standard mummies, it's actually one of the five elements. Well, we know However, it's not fire. As a failsafe in case of rebellion, a mummified creature is subtly marked during the ritual process with a hieroglyph somewhere inconspicuous on its body or wrappings that identifies the particular energy type to which it is vulnerable. A successful perception check is needed to find the mark, but a successful linguistics check is still required to decipher the hieroglyph's meaning. All right, y'all, look for some marking that tells us what kind of energy they're weak to. They're not really mummies. They're just mummified. Um, uh, in addition to that... Oh, no, that's separate. Uh, you still have two questions remaining. Whatever you were about to say. <laughs> Very well. Uh, under its special qualities, it also, uh, in addition to that, their speed is naturally decreased by 10 feet to a minimum of 5 feet. And if the creature has a flight speed, its maneuverability changes to clumsy. Hmm. Well, and they still have the fear aura, because that's what got Citra. Yeah. Yep, you still have one question remaining. Special attacks. Uh, first off, they gain a slam attack if they do not naturally have a slam attack. Um, in the case of uh, Harpies, they are actually already have talent attacks. So, In addition to that, they also gain the following special attacks. First off, they have an ability called Burst of Vengeance. This means that twice per day as a swift action, they can act as if affected by the haste spell. Oh. Uh, They can do that for one round. In addition to that, a creature uh, killed by a mummified creature's natural attack or slam attack is disintegrated into a cloud of dust and ash, completely destroying the victim's body as the disintegration spell. Wowzers. Okay, don't like that. Don't want that to be a thing. Also, I will point out you're 500 feet up in the air in a very windy area next to a pyramid. So, and we are uh, all blown yeah. Good luck to finding any piece of someone if they're killed here. Oh, my gosh. Wow. But they're not no using bueno. their natural attacks. They're using their, Currently their they're compass not. right, right Currently. now. All right. Hollis is going to provoke and fly uh, and land over on the platform. The platform? Okay. So, Hollis, you fly over, touch down on the platform, watch out as these things continue circling around, diving to either side of Masika and Sudi. Uh, it will take the attack of opportunity as you attempt to flee. Not fleeing, I'm really just adjusting. As you position. attempt to strategically move to another location. Lashing out with its blade, that is at 28. I mean, yeah, it's going to hit me. Striking you for nine points of damage. Okay. All right, so then I uh, if, go... Oh, sorry, I was just going to oh. say, if pertinent, you can make the perception check also that you're aware of it because you can look at them. Mm. I roll a six for an 18. Nope. Not this round. You can't, especially like you're flying away from them. One of them just cuts you. You're trying to figure out your next spell. You just can't figure out where the marking is. All right. I'm just going to pray to to Nethys that it's lightning and cast lightning arc between, uh, essentially right between Sudi and Masika hitting the two that are setting up the, you know, the flank for each of them. All right. So you chant in tone, gesture, point your fingers out. It is a reflex save, which sucks. The first one gets a 20. The second one gets a 35. Okay. 20 fails. The 35 passes. Okay. The 35 takes no damage as it uses its evasion. Boo. Evasion. Evasion's only it's cool only when we get to us. do it. 
It's okay. 12d6 to the one that, that failed. That's going to hurt. He's already injured. To be fair, all but one of them's already injured. 36 electricity to the one that failed. Ouch. I didn't actually roll that great, but... Yeah. Is it lightning? Uh, it does not appear to be lightning. All right, it's not lightning and it's not fire. Well, those are the two elements I can cast. Oh, well. <laughs> I have an acid arrow. I'll try that next, maybe. Well, we'll but see. But there's a flash and a soft sound of thunder rolling down to Citra far below. They're not vulnerable to, sorry, what, acid or... Not or fire, sorry. not lightning. F- not fire or lightning. <laughs> From Hollis, Sudikantar. Okay. Um, I guess Sudi takes a, a half breath to watch as his blood, like, leaks out and coagulates, thinking, I hope that doesn't hit anybody. Ew. His blood turns a little like stone, like gems as they fall down. Well, remember, everybody died. <laughs> Rubies, clunk. Um, all right, I'm going to take a uh, five foot float or whatever the term is uh, around the one that came up behind me. I will then use my swift action to get big. Um, and I'm going to get big towards the door um, so that they can't just five foot step back into the flank on me. Okay. And then, uh, you know what? I'll, uh, I'm going to go ahead and full out attack uh, the one that just stabbed me in the back. How dare are it. you hovering or are you landing on the platform? I will choose to land on that platform. Okay. Does it have the high ground then or no? Uh, no, you're pretty much level with the platform as you fly over to okay, it. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, cool. So yeah, you flutter over to the uh, the platform, touch down next to Hollis, just as this lightning arc is tearing through them. Hollis yells something probably about, you know, look for a weakness. Look for a hieroglyph suity. Oh, I guess I'll make the perception check to see if I see a hieroglyph. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and make the perception check. Um, okay. That is a 12 for a 34. <laughs> uh, with a 34? Yeah, as you look over, you can clearly see a hieroglyph emblazoned basically on the, the wrapping just over its, uh, or just under its right clavicle. Looking this over, you will need to make a linguistics check. Okay. Another 12. Let's see, what's my linguistics? For a 17. No, you can't interpret yep. it as it's trying to fly and fight and all the rest of that. You can tell that it's ancient Osiriani hieroglyphs, but you can't determine what they are. Not in mid-combat. You can point out the location to Hollis, and then Hollis on her following turn could attempt to. Or Masika, okay. for that matter. It's there on the clavicle. Okay. Good thing it's not going to affect me. So he, like, just brings his fists up and starts slamming. I'm in a flurry of blows. Farewell. All right, here we go. Um... Okay, first roll, real bad. Um, that is a three for a 24. A 24 will not strike your target. Boo. The next one is a perfect 20. Ooh. Perfect 20 will automatically hit threat. Roll to confirm. Confirming not happening. I roll a two to confirm for a 23. A 23 will not confirm your critical hit. Sadness, Chan. Unfortunately. Um, okay, Darn. so then I do. I do 13 points of damage to them. All right. And then my last attack. Unfortunately, uh, not all of that goes through, but... Yeah, I need another swift action so I can put on pummeling style. Um, All right, so uh, that is a 13 for a 26. 26 will not strike your target. Boo! That's actually bad. Real bad, guys. Sudi flies over, stumbles onto the platform, doubles in size, quadruples in mass, turns, lashes out. Missing with his first hit, punching in with his second as it seems to crunch some bone, but not nearly as effective as he hoped, before trying to sweep back around that even as clumsily flying as these things are, they're still maneuverable enough to stay out of your way. 
They're very agile. From Sudi, we go to Masika. There's no way I can get that I'll catch all four of them in a 15-foot burst, is there? No. Mm, yeah, no. Uh, in fact, pretty much the... You get three out of four. The one, that, the one that flew around to flank you is in a position where there's no way that you could catch it with another two. However, the two that were flanking Sudi, as well as uh, the one that was stabbing you on your other side, yeah, you could catch all three of them. All right. Uh, Masika is going to provoke several attacks of opportunity. And she's also going to go <laughs> land on next to Sudi. Well, I already platform. provoked one. Honestly, so. I think that's the, uh, that's a worth it situation so because these Masika guys are definitely out out flying us right now. It's going to move to there and land on the platform. All right. That will provoke two attacks of opportunity as they do have combat reflexes. Oh, owie. Boo. That sucks. Uh, however, that first one, even with the flank bonus, is a 27. Nope. That second one with the flank bonus, I'm, I'm drilling in on your AC. That's a 34. That's on the nose. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, no. I knew I was getting close to it. It's time for the sneak attack. Eh, one's decent. Uh, that's 20 points of damage in total. As you dart, it's the blade slices around. The Again, the curved nature of the blade hooks around your thigh and slashes, hitting an artery in your leg as you feel the sudden rush of lightheadedness before you reach the platform. Blood raining down into the city 500 feet below. All right, uh, Masika is gonna cast Positive Pulse Greater on the three she can get in a 15-foot burst. That's new. Cool. Uh, they're gonna need to make a uh, will save. All right, let me see something here. Bonus points for requiring a will save instead of reflex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Positive Pulse Greater. Mm-hmm. I thought about. I think I have the not greater version of that. Okay, one of them I think is good. Um, I got a 20, a 19, and a 31 with a perfect 20. The 31 will save. The other two do not. So the one doesn't take any damage because will negates. Ah. The other ones are going to take 3d6 positive energy damage plus my caster level. Not bad. Does that heal also or is it just do damage? It would have given us an extra bonus on some saving throw type things, but I don't think any of us are in that 15-foot burst. Sudi might be. You can catch Sudi in it if you want to. Okay. Actually, uh, if you me. wanted to, you could catch yourself and Sudi both. Positive us. So they take 23 points of damage. Ouch. And then me and Sudi have a plus eight on saving throws against death attacks, energy drain, negative energy, and effects caused by haunts for the next round. I don't think that's really going <laughs> to cool. help us right now. But cool. <laughs> you never know. You never know when they're going to whip out the uh, fingers of death. <laughs> you never know. And by fingers of death, he means their talons. Ha. <laughs> so there's this pulse of white energy that flows out as fragments of two of them just kind of burn away in this after image of like light and black interposed as there's this dust that flows off of them. Kind of like anime explosions when people disintegrate. Mm. Oh, uh, although yes. they don't disintegrate. <laughs> um, I guess. And Narmer continues his bullet down ascent to Citra. <laughs> Flying down. Citra, you... Stare up into the sky. Yep. Contemplate. Narmer has a 50-foot perfect fly speed, so he can go straight down. <laughs> sure. Anybody can go straight down. So there's a, a steadily growing speck flying above you, Citra, <laughs> as it grows brighter and brighter, descends before there's just this thunk as this heavier weight just settles on top of your chest. <laughs> Citra, no! <laughs> 
He then like pulls your eyes open wider with his little flippers to check your, your irises. <laughs> Opens oh. up your mouth and sticks like his little flipper on like your tongue as if like checking to make sure you're not choking oh. on anything. <laughs> I'm gonna roll you on your shad. We're gonna be okay. He then turns up and screams off into the sky. She's alive! <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, good. He then looks back down. I'm pretty sure with the minus 50 perception penalty for distance, they didn't hear me. <laughs> he feels comforted, though, so Masika feels comforted. Yes. I do. Would it be funnier if I made her feel like I was panicking? No, that'd he probably be too just kind of groans a little <laughs> so she can't do anything else. I had hopes and praise that he interprets that as, please don't do that. <laughs> you monster. It's okay. Oh, there's something invisible here. Oh. It's roughly... Roughly the size of a football. She's got a little mask on. <laughs> Please don't touch my mask. I got a chucky to me! We're under attack! <laughs> From there, we go back to the harpies. <laughs> Dang it. We're, we're under attack. Jeez. I just like that Citra is paralyzed on the ground and has an armor and Quasin yelling at each other on her chest. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the first one's going to do a flyby attack. Yeah, the first one's going to do a flyby attack on Sudi. This will provoke an attack of opportunity from Sudi as it flies hey to your 10-foot threat and reach. Take that. Rollin' garbage. I roll a 7 for a 28. 28 will not strike your target. Mm. Yep. It will lash out at you as it flies by. It also provokes from uh, Masika and Hollis. I have no weapons out. I really should uh, draw something. It gets a natural 1 on its attack, however, Woo. so that will not hit Sudi. Fine with this. Masika gets a 22 to hit its touch AC with the flame blade. Uh, 22 will strike your target's touch AC. It does well. She does, oh gosh, she does uh, 14 points of fire damage. That's max damage. Ouch. A painful hit. It unfortunately misses Sudi, probably because this blade streaks up and slices nearly through its leg. It then continues. Uh oh. Continuing another 40 feet into the passage behind all of you into the pyramid itself. Well, I don't love that. The second one will fly out, provoking another attack of opportunity from Sudi if he has combat reflexes. I do have combat reflexes. Look at that. Oh, this is going to be a, an interesting round for Sudi. Oh my gosh. I roll an 8 for a 29. 29 will strike your target. Wait, what? I was missing earlier with that, wasn't I? Uh -uh. No, you haven't oh. rolled above a 28. <laughs> my dice looks so bad. I've forgotten what good it looks like. I mean, again, 29, last book would have hit all of you. That one can take uh, 21 points of damage. Ouch, a solid hit. It lands on the platform and readies. Ow. The next one flies past, provoking another attack of opportunity from Sudi. Woo. Oh, finally, a decent roll. Uh, so that is a 16 for a 37. A 37 will hit as you slam this first one, reach back around, kick out at the second one, doing your best not to kick it into Hollis. Uh, and send them both tumbling damage. off the platform. It lands and lashes out with its blade towards Sudi. I'm flanked, y'all. God. Natural one will not Woo. hit. Yay. Which is the one that got all the electricity damage? That was the one that just flew by, hit Sudi, and then flew into the pyramid. Can you see them, Nosika? Yeah, I can see them. Next one flies in, provoking attack of opportunity from Sudi's reach. Yay, the last one. Like combat reflex paying off. All right, that is a 17 for a 38. A 38 will strike your target. Wow, minimum damage, 12. 
Still? Better than nothing. You could be on the ground. Paralyzed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> There's a little perspective little in this moment. Standing on your chest, having a conversation, not realizing that probably all of your ribs are broken. Yep. Mm, yes, yes. Uh, this one circles around, flies past Masika again, and lashes out at Sudi. There's the exact opposite. A perfect 20 will automatically hit. Dang it. At least you're not flanking me. Percentage. It is flanking you. I just stopped him there, but he hits when he's flying over the yellow one. Oh, okay. Uh, I have 30% immunity right now. 30? I thought you said Yeah, it goes up by 10% when I get big. Oh, oh, nice. Yes. One of the reasons I want to get big. More DR and more immunity. So that's a 30 to confirm. Oh, that's right on it, too. That's real unfortunate. It's going to hurt. Do you want the good news or the bad news first? Eh, just go ahead and go with the bad news. Uh, the bad news is it does sneak attack. Okay. The good news is your 30% does negate the critical. Oh, yeah, that's right, baby. So. <laughs> ah, that I mean, it would have been preferable probably to do the... Uh, the sneak attack, I think it's more. Yeah, well. Oh, well. Uh, 20 points of damage as the blade slices Owie. into you as he flies past. Oh, 15. Take that. I'm made of stony meat. Uh-oh, they're flying off. She also dives in, slices you, cuts deep into the back of your leg before flying into the pyramid. Uh, they're getting away. So much for brave warriors. Hollis, <laughs> Starkweather. Salty. Hollis takes a five-foot step and disintegrates the one in front of her. <laughs> Dang! Okay. Uh, I was not playing around. You take a five foot step back, chant in tone, gesture out. Fortitude save. This is a hit, fortitude right? save that also affects objects you will need to roll to hit. Right, well, you I are firing into good. melee. Minus four okay. penalty. Okay, so let's take it off. You don't want to hit Sudi. Please don't hit Sudi. Are you sure? I don't want to die. That'll be a time I botch a reflex save or fortitude save or whatever save it is. It'll be a fort. Uh, I get a 24 to hit touch, I see. 24 will hit your targets, touch, I see. Hey. Now it's fortitude save time. A green ray streaks from your fingertip as you step back, place one hand on your hat, gesture out with the other, make a little finger gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pew pew, baby. <sighs> I don't imagine a 14 will succeed. Ha <laughs> yeah, Big damage! This one's got a lot of hit points still left. Not anymore, Not it doesn't. 87 points of damage. <laughs> nice. You chant in tone, gesture, point your finger. A green ray flashes out. The skeleton of this thing flashes almost in relief, like a phaser hit in the original series Star Trek. <laughs> One of its wings nearly fully disintegrates. Wide sloths of its back burn off. Suda, you can literally see through a hole through one side to the other of this thing as it turns its angered gaze over its shoulder towards Hollis. Dang. Suda Kantar. Oh my gosh, I can't oh believe it survived that. Hollis, kill that one. Or not Hollis, I'm Hollis. Sudi, kill <laughs> that one. Yeah, Sudi, please kill that one. All right, Sudi is going to, first off, take swift action to switch to pummeling style, and then he's going to pummel the one that's in the middle of everybody. All right, so the one that Hollis just struck, the one next yep. to Masika. He's going to make it wish it got turned to dust. I mean, they literally can't feel pain, but... <laughs> hey, that's a perfect 20. A perfect yeah. 20 will automatically hit. Threat, roll to confirm. That is a... 14 for a 35. Boom, baby. A 35 will confirm. 13 and 20 is 33 uh, points of damage. So, Sudi, you turn, drop into a stance. Hollis probably opens her mouth to say something about, you know, kill this thing before, as this thing turns and stares at Hollis, this heel drop just comes down and <laughs> slams it into the platform as it collapses into dust. Nice. Very nice. 
Yay! One of them's dead, at least. One down. Extra Citra. Sudi just turns to uh, Masika and Hollis. Get the other two. I've got this one. And then turns to start punching on the other one. I'm not running in no tunnel after no scary undead flying thing. Not without Citra. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so I roll a uh, second attack. I roll a 3 for 24, which is going to miss. A 24 will not strike your target. Okay, there is a 17 for a 30. Uh, sorry, um, 33. 33 will strike your target. Yay! For 18 points of damage. A solid hit. I believe your first one this round against this one. Uh, yes, it is. Still standing. The other one had the good sense to die on me. Hey, it didn't explode when it died. Oh, thank goodness, right? <laughs> this is We're getting to the higher-ups now. Enjoy the little <laughs> things. Yes, that's definitely an enjoy the little things moment. From Sudi, we go to Masika. Masika, I can toss you down that hallway if you want me to. I, I don't I don't need to go that far. Masika will move 15 feet forward, which okay. puts the one that's furthest down the hallway uh, 30 feet away from me, and I'm in range of the other two, and I will channel. All right. Nice. You didn't say anything about channel resistance and their special defenses, so. Not that you're aware of. Actually, I think that'll also hit the uh, the one I'm facing up against. Yeah, it goes around the corner. Very nice. So Masika steps in. So 25 points of uh, positive damage. This energy flows off. Uh, I believe they get a will save. So it's 18. Okay. So one saves, two fell. Nice. You said it's 25? Yep. Oh, could I have read that symbol or whatever on their clavicle? Yes, it would have been a linguistics check. As you, as Masika, as you step forward, you call upon this energy. There's something odd happens almost the moment you step into the pyramid. As the sound outside seems to fade away into almost nothing. However, the sound in here seems to amplify, particularly the singing sound coming from the uh, mechanical bird inside of your bag as it continues to sing and chirp along. It's almost as if something with the construction to this place amplifies all sound. The walls are not perfectly even. There's an odd way in which they're shaped, but you can't see it. However, there is a touch of this that reminds you of the architecture of Chisisek's tomb. That almost perfect balance of angles as if he'd somehow shaped the walls of this place to form into this amplification. Good old Uncle Chisisek. Mm-hmm. In particular, <laughs> the singing coming from the harpy seems to be amplified even further as you step into this structure. As this burst of energy rolls off of you, one of the two directly ahead of you just stumbles before collapsing into ash and Yay. dust, spraying Yay. across the floor. Got another one. Woohoo. Uh, Hollis, what'd you make for your linguistics? I rolled a six for a 17, so. Eh. No idea. You know, I think it's holy energy. <laughs> <laughs> From Masika, far below, Citra, you stare now off in the direction of the, uh, the crocodile pool as Narmer has managed to mostly roll you onto your side. There's this nattering sound coming from behind you. Show, you're like a familiar Osho? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm more of a companion, kind of a, a, a guide, if you will, really, as opposed to any form of familiar. I'm a guide too. Well, actually, I'm more of like a noble warrior traveling across the desert on the back of my mighty steed, who happens to also be a fish girl. <laughs> a fish girl? Yeah, a fish girl. I actually also travel on the back of someone. It's, 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 it's like we're somehow connected. I know. It's amazing. Oh, I wish I could turn invisible all the time. That would be awesome. Can you imagine the pranks I could pull? Uh, instead, I can just spit ash in people's faces. It's pretty cool. Hey, Citra's moving. Uh, Citra, you've regained mobility. Oh, thank goodness. But you kind of plant an arm 
stare up into the sky. Superman. Ugh. You can see that the uh, the door to the Temple of Phrasma is open as Tetmanib is rushing across the distance towards you. Probably be another two rounds before he could reach you. <laughs> Citro will reach into her bag and at least pull out one of her Cure Light Wounds potions. <laughs> <laughs> oh. At least get the healing started. Very well. And since I have a handy haversack, that only takes one move. Yep. So I would like to pop open the lid and drink said Cure Light Wounds potion. Gotta take you a long time to regain that 70-something hit points shot, to shot, Cure Light shot. Wounds. <laughs> so We're I believe it is 1d8 plus 1, correct? 1d8 plus 1. Yep. She gets down there, it's just a pile of glass. <laughs> I get 4 back. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm at take... 32 hit points now. Oh my goodness. It's gonna take a very long time. Although, to be fair, even like even if you manage to quadruple move flying upwards with the upward momentum penalty and manage to pass the check to fly straight up, it would take you, God, like five rounds, six rounds maybe, I think, to even get back up to the fight. So I, I imagine she's still really out of it because logically it doesn't make sense for her to use this potion, but her brain has just been addled. And so she's just thinking, how do I help my friends? And so she's like, healing. There's <laughs> healing in my bag. Let's do that. And the she's potion just helps with the slowly concussion. like getting her brain back to, you know, actually thinking. Yep. You drop the potion vial. Why are you up. so mean to me? Oh, I mean, after I've drank it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I thought you were saying, no, no, like, no. while. Yeah. Like, that's so mean. You chug the drink, drop the potion vial. Here's a soft voice. You really shouldn't litter. They've been doing a beautification project for the entire city. <laughs> she was giving you the vial. The potion vial just floats up into the air as if being held by something. I love it. Oh, oh, let me keep it. I like to keep the tiny residue that's left in the bottom because I think it's infusing my scorpion. I've got a scorpion. Do you want to see him? Yeah, that'd be really <laughs> interesting. Uh, from there. Oh, no. Narmer and Kwasin are best friends, and I love it. <laughs> I ship it, for sure. We go to the Voices of the Sun. Uh, yeah, that one that's in there the is going to run away. The first stun is going to full-out attack Sudi. And bring it on. That is a 37. That'll do. That's a threat. Dang it. Oh. Ah, uh, yep. Kopesh's. 66 to get through the percentile. That'll work. Uh, it's only a 29 to confirm, though. That will not confirm. Still strikes home for 12 more points of damage. Okay. Swings again. That's only an 18. Nope. Swings a third time with a 29. Nope. The other one flies 30 more feet down the passage. Free action releases the Kopesh. Move action shakes free and drops her shield. Her claws touch down as she scrapes down onto the stone and pivots on the spot facing back towards Masika reaching back over her shoulder towards her bow, although we'll not be able to draw that until next turn. Hollis Starkweather. All right, well, Hollis wants to see down the hallway. So Hollis, she's... this one's about to shoot me. <laughs> Hollis pauses, thinks. Are you planning on going in there and getting her? Well, yeah, all of my spells will take forever to cast or are not useful. Because I can't even see her. I was thinking of moving myself halfway down that hallway and just obscure and mist. No, I was going to charge her with my blade. Masika swishes her flame blade. Oh, that's right. She had the flame blade. Right, <laughs> right. Can you even see her? How far away is she? Masika judges about 55 feet down for me, give or take. She's at the end of this hallway. All right. I'll, she'll move all the way around the corner using all of her movement. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. I see her. Um, magic missile. Very well. Finger guns. All right. Here we go. 
18 points of force damage. You chant and tone. Five missiles streak from your fingertips, slicing across the distance to impact your foe. Still standing. Ah, well, I guess it ain't forest. Oh, uh, can you read that rotten on the clavicle? I can try. Masika will keep an eye out for it as she charges down the hallway. All right. From Hollis, Sudikantar. All right. Sudi's going to do another flurry of blows. Here we go. First attack. That is a 17 for a 38. A 38 will strike your target. That's 18 points of damage. <laughs> All right. Okay. Second attack is an 18 for a 39. A 39 will also strike your target. Oh, yeah. For 16 points of damage. Just and all of that down. goes through. Yeah, it does. As you continue to slam, slam, slam down on her, she's still standing. All right. Last attack. Uh, that's only an 11 for a 24. 24 will not strike your target. Sadly. Curse you, Harpy. From Sudi, we go to Masika of the Beckon. You can just hear this pound, pound, pound sound of Sudi slamming his fist down on this remaining harpy outside. Masika will spin her blade of fire and charge this harpy. Whee! <laughs> you will stop here. Why? Uh -oh. As you rush forward, you reach the center of this hall. There is this sudden pulse well, of fun. magical energy. Uh-oh. Suddenly, this cloud of green mist envelops the entirety of this oh, no. hallway. Masika, as you pull up to a uh, hole, you find yourself suddenly mm -hmm. slowed, nearly blinded as something seems to just, this fog fills this hallway, obscuring all sight. Oh, that was my plan. Problem is, it's probably worse somehow. You also begin to feel a tingling sensation uh, as the acidic fog begins to burn across your skin. Woo! All right, well, I'll work on dispelling this my round. So as this pulse happens, I imagine you just continue to barrel forward. As you reach about two-thirds of the way down the hallway, you suddenly feel this resistance. Uh, one, you're actually trying to charge. It feels like you are charging through mud. Okay. As whatever this fog is, is nearly, it, again, it's akin to a solid fog effect where you just feel this struggling forward, and then you hit something that you feel like it repels you backwards. As if there's a wall here, but not enough of a physical wall like a wall of force. Almost more like when you try to push against it, it's like pushing against a strong, overpowering wind. Without the rest of the wind effect of blowing back your hair or disturbing this fog. Can I make a spellcraft or anything to figure out what this fog is? Go ahead and make two spellcrafts. I'll give it to you. The first one I roll a 19, which gets me a 35. The second one I roll a 15, which gets me a 31. You're able to identify both of these effects. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, first off, you're currently in an acid fog. Uh -huh. It's a billowing mass of misty vapors. It's identical to the solid fog, fog effect. Uh, so it uh, creatures moving through the solid fog move at half their normal speed, take a minus two penalty on all melee attack and melee damage rolls. Ranged weapons cannot actually go through them, Don't except for magic rays and the like, but it takes up, it basically removes all the momentum of arrows and things like that. A uh, creature or object that falls into the solid fog is slowed. Um, taking less damage from falling, so that's nice. Unlike normal fog, uh, only a severe wind disperses these vapors and can be made permanent by the permanency spell. Uh, in this case, this is an acid fog, which means also each round it will do 2d6 points of acid damage to every creature and object within it. In addition to that, uh, it appears that you are trapped by an anti-life shell. 
heck. A mobile hemispherical energy field that prevents the entrance of most type of living creatures, hedging out animals, aberrations, dragons, fays, giant humanoids, magical beasts, monstrous humanoids, oozes, plants, and vermin, but not constructs, elemental, outsiders, or undead. Dang. It is a 10-foot uh, radius, and as a, uh, probably an important point, you're aware that it is a 10-foot hemisphere. The ceiling in this chamber is 20 feet high. All right, I'm going to dispel the acid fog, please. Uh, you took a four-round action to take a charge oh, action, yeah. even though it was interrupted. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, so acid fog, and then we're trapped in an anti-life shell. Well, at least the thing can't shoot arrows at us, which is, I don't know why it has a bow out anyway. Hollis and Masika both take 10 points of acid damage. Hollis takes no acid damage. Citra, Nahamra, are we going back up, Citra? I... Uh, she kind of looks around and sees Tetmanib moving toward her and says, Not yet. Run okay. toward him. Yeah, she uh, takes a move action to stand up and then starts stumbling her way toward Tetmanib. It's probably a good idea. It'd take you forever to get back up in the fight. You'd be perfectly fine as long as there's not a trap or something. <laughs> oh, Mashika's panicking. Oh, no. Go back up and check on them. See if He's you just can going help. Up and down. I will be on my way soon. Okay. So, uh, what is my fly check? That's something you have to ask Misika. His fly check is 20. Uh, yeah, so he can fly at greater than a... ascending at greater than a 90 degree angle without having to roll. So, uh, what is his uh, quadruple move? Yeah, 200. Okay, so he ascends at half speed. So, it will take him five rounds to get back up. But yeah, he does just kind of turn, crouch. It was nice meeting you, Christian. And then shoots up 100 feet into the air. <laughs> Narmer away! Oh my god. <laughs> From there, we go to the Voices of the Sun. The one outside fighting against Sudi uh, will continue to full out attack. Cool. 29. I'm rolling a lot of 29s. Nope. 17. Nope. Natural one. Yay! From there we go to Hollis Starkweather. <sighs> Hollis uh, curses the fact that she doesn't have seventh level spells and then uh, dispels the fog. So I'm going to roll on that. You're going to roll a concentration because you're taking continuous damage. 37. Yep, that'll succeed. And then you'll need to roll to overcome the caster level. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Can't tell if that was a good okay or. Oh, a, sorry, I rolled a oh, fifteen. Okay. It was a good okay, but my brain turned <laughs> off as soon as I saw it. <laughs> it's just plus my cast level, right? So it's a twenty-seven. A twenty-seven will not succeed. Wow. Yep. We may be stuck in here forever. I hate to tell you. <laughs> so I rolled a fifteen. Or until on the, the die. acid kills us. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a problem. Uh, you move action remaining. Uh, you know I'm gonna go stand next to Masika. <laughs> in solidarity. You slowly wade your way back through the fog, get next to her. Suppose at that point, just tell her, yeah, I'm not dispelling that. Uh, you know what I will do? Mm-hmm. I will use my final Lesser Rod of Quicken charge for the day and cast Resist Energy Acid on Masika. Hey, okay. nice one. <laughs> so you got 30 Acid Resistance. You should be fine. And That's 30 Fire, move. I think, still. So you stride forward. Give uh, Masika a little tap. Thank you. Mm-hmm. As your skin stops bubbling. There's still that uncomfortable sensation because you already have been burned by the acid, but your skin feels raw, but no longer is bubbling. Yep. Sudikantar. 
Um, alright, unfortunately, I know nothing about the, uh, horrors that await me down the hallway. I'm gonna continue smashing this thing. So, full-out attack flurry of blows on this silly harpy that just won't die. Silly? That, that's the descriptive word we're going for. This silly harpy! You silly harpy. Oh, that's perfect, 20. <laughs> there you go. Hey. On them rocks, let's see if I can confirm! Confirm, confirm, confirm. That's a 7 for a 28. A 28 will fail to confirm your critical yep. hit. Lame. Oh, gosh darn. Wait, is that plus one from the singing bird, by the way? Oh, no, I've been completely forgetting about the bird. Um, 29. I'm trying to remember how many times you would have hit. So many times. So many times. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Many I only remember times. the bird when you mentioned him singing and I, echoing It was and funny because I was sitting there and I was looking at your old 20 and I was like, what is that aura that's sitting there? I don't remember that. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Freaking bird. Okay. You're welcome, bud. Yep. Actually, once thanks, again, Jessica, but you're welcome. Jessica is saving the day by knowing yep, Jordan's plus one morale <laughs> bonus on attack and damage rolls, which Jessica. I'm counting. Jessica but, yeah. gets really, really rules lawyery when we're Whenever about to Whenever death die. is imminent. <laughs> <laughs> and then I she gets the same more thing, and more so lax any other time. Yeah, when things are cool, it's not a big deal. <laughs> Yay! 29, 29 will confirm your critical hit. Yay! All that will save you are the rules. <laughs> God, these harpies have already been dead. Probably. <laughs> God. I mean, we can... So that's 38 points of damage to it. It's still standing. Seriously? Wow! This one was the one that was not targeted by anyone's spells. This one was oh. barely injured. Yeah, it was on the outside. And it's also the one that made the reflex saves, I think, twice and made the will save against Masika's effect. It's the leader. Yeah, this is the leader. This is the All one that right. was telling you to strip naked. We said no. No. Um, okay, so then I only roll a four on the second um, attack. So that's a 25, 26. So no. 26 will not strike a target. Uh, that's maybe. Um, so that is an 18, makes that a 32. A 32 will strike your target. Yay. For 17 points of damage. All right. All of that goes through. It is still standing. Good gracious. I'll do a key strike and just try to kill it. <laughs> like a cat who just keeps hitting things when it won't Basically, die. yeah. He's just like bapping it. Bap, 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 bap. Nope. Rolled a natural one. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's a disappointment right there. <laughs> Sudi continues to try his best to slay this thing, bringing us to Masika. They're just made uh, to be honest, with, uh, with all of the fog surrounding you, um, absorbing the sound and all, the, and the weird audio effect in this place, like you can't even hear Sudi fighting out there anymore. Yeah, we have no idea. You're just trapped in here in this weird audio. The fog only lasts around per caster level. They're at least a 16th level caster. And the anti-life shell lasts a minute per caster level, since I identified those. But we can't target anybody with the fog. Yeah. And also, I rolled a 20-something yeah, if you all try to go down this hallway, you're, you can't anyway because of the anti-life shell. Yeah, but I don't need to move to hit things. And I have another dispel magic. I guess Masika will try to dispel the fog. That's really all she can do. But by my math, he'd be like a 16th level caster, which is better than... I was going to say that trap might have been put in place by uh, Hakatep. I roll a 16, which gets me a 28. Slightly better than me. You chant and tone, gesture, the fog dissipates I from around you. Oh, that's so rude. <laughs> Although you did not, you did not, of course, take any uh, acid damage. Hollis, you did take another six points from your okay. well, I mean. acid protection. You're... 
elemental absorption. Yep. It has a limit, so I'm chipping yeah, away at that limit. Yeah, there is a it's limit. True. It's being it's chipped away. It's a high limit, though. Well, it's three times my level. I mean, at that point, at this point, that's like 36 points of damage. That's intense. Mm -hmm. As the acid fog fills, I bet they're gonna shoot us. You can now clearly see again. Hey! Yay! Uh, including seeing the undead harpy taking to the wing, having picked up its sword once again, uh, as well as reattached its shield. Wonderful. Citra Nahamra. Um. If you wish to move, you can reach Tetmadib this turn. I I would like to reach Tetmadib this turn. <laughs> that was quite the tumble. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement. Uh, you look like you're in need of some healing, perhaps. <laughs> that would be nice. Ooh, that shouldn't be on the outside. Thank you for that. You have a standard action also. Yeah, I suppose ready to take to the wing. I think my potion should still be in effect. Yeah, Tetmanib chants and tones, reaches out, and lays a hand upon you, healing you up for 19 hit points as you feel this flow of energy go back into you. Oh, that's it. That was a cure serious wounds. He doesn't have the hill spell or anything. Oh, dang, I was Remember, hoping he did. We met them in the book of the first and the second. <laughs> the know, book of the it, first. It's been a while. Yeah, he's he. that second book got him up to seventh level with what he's been doing since then. But okay. okay, I mean, do you guys want me to head up there with half my hit points? I mean, we could use you. Also, it's going to take you like five rounds. It, yeah. Actually, it's going to take her a lot longer than I had. Okay, well, I already said what I said. So after he slaps me with some healing... I take to the wing and begin my ascent. All right, 500 feet is a long distance. That's a long yeah. distance, um, yeah. Flying up at greater than a 45-degree angle, since you're asking to fly up at a 90-degree angle, is a DC-20 fly check. Okay. You are not currently threatened. So if you can take 10 and get a 20, you can do so. So if the fly potion gets me a plus 6, I have a plus 6 dexterity, so that gets me a 12. So if I take 10, it gets me a 22. Yeah. So... Uh, then I shall begin ascending as steeply as safely as possible. You leap up and ascend 30 feet. Okay. You have 470 to go. Yep. That brings us to the Voices of the Sun. The first one who had been confronting, uh, who Masika had been trying to reach, ascends up 20 feet or 15 feet to the ceiling, flies the full length of the hall, and exits, technically provoking attack of opportunity from Sudi. All right. Well, does it provoke okay, from then. a Sika? It, it is fly above you. 15 feet oh. above you. Okay, okay, that's an 18 for a 39. 39 will strike your target. All right, that's 21 points of damage. Ouch. A solid hit as it lands. It had to double move to get there since it had to ascend up and then fly forward. Unfortunately, that means the other guy gets a flank. The other one attacks his flanked target. Ah, uh, dang it. These guys. Uh, and we'll go ahead and since now he's got a flank, he'll use the swift action to get the extra attack from the haste. Boo! However, even with the flank, actually no, the, with the flank and the haste bonus, that's a 31. That'll hit. First one hits. Second attack, that is a 30 even. Uh, that hits. Third attack, 27. That'll miss. Haste attack, natural one. Yay! Alright, well still, that plus one bonus did mean that he still hit with those other ones. Striking twice, getting a 46 for the first percentile, and Boom. a 9 for the second. Hey! Miss. So, the regular damage hit is for 10 points of damage. Okay. The sneak attack hit. A lot more. A lot more. 21 points of damage. Howie. As, again, they just start chopping, slicing into you as... I imagine Sudi's a little confused having seen this thing full fog and then seeing his companions back in there as he's trying to, like, glance down the hallway while fighting these guys. 
He's like, I thought you guys had this one. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, Sudi kind of like does that thing where he like kind of leans over the harpy and goes, "So what are you guys doing?" <laughs> There's a trap in here, Sudi. There's Get a on. snake in my boot. Sorry. Get on. <laughs> I wish there was it. a snake in my boot. <laughs> I, I throw that snake, snake at them. <laughs> That's true. As you were. If only uh, Masika still had normor. Nara could be like, okay, and then just flies through the anti-life shell. <laughs> Hollis Starkweather. Hollis is going to try to get rid of this uh, anti-life shell. All right. Which one? There's multiple anti-life shells. Yeah, there's one on either side of the hallway. Are you want to go back towards Sudi or deeper into the pyramid? Holy heck, really? Oh, I thought it was thought, over them. I did too, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought we were inside of it. I'm confused now. No, you, you can't be inside of it. Again, it's two 10-foot Oh, then we can just fly over it. We're not even trapped here. Yeah, that's why I was explaining that it was two 10-foot uh, hemispheres and that the well, ceiling no, was 20 feet that. high. Uh, Hollis... Uh, all right. Acid ain't living. <laughs> Hollis is going to cast Acid Arrow at the uh, the only one she can see, which is the one at the end of the hall. That flew over. Okay, okay well, we'll see if that hit. Their touch AC is not great because I've been able to hit them pretty reliably. That's true. They have tons of natural armor and pretty good armor and pretty good shields. So a 21 to hit touch AC? A 21 will hit your target's touch AC. Oh, good. You chant and tone. The acid sh arrow shoots across the distance and slams into your target. Seven points of acid damage? The acid slams into it, burning it severely. Oh, seemingly more than normal. Narmer needs to get up here and start spitting. He's 200 feet up if Masika's had a second turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's going to last for... I could have soloed one of these. <laughs> for each... For every three castle levels you possess, so that's four. So four more rounds, they'll take that. All right. You have move action remaining. No, I'm good. From Hollis, we go to Sudi Kantar. Oh, my goodness. Sudi wants to finally get done with this one. He's getting very frustrated. So I will continue <laughs> punching the one that I've been <laughs> mono monoing this whole time. So have you ever seen a, like a, a cat try to kill a cockroach, and they just <laughs> slam it, and then they lift their paw, and it moves again? They just slam it, lift their paw, and it just keeps moving no matter <laughs> yeah, how many times they hit this. it? <laughs> Why are you not dead yet? All right, I roll an eight for a uh, 30. A 30 will strike your target, though. For 18 points of damage. A solid hit, still standing as you continue to try to beat this thing into the ground. Good gravy. All right, so I uh, roll a 10 for a 31, ter well, sorry, 32. 32 will strike your target. I mean, for 13 points of damage. They took a disintegrate to the face and didn't die. It so. finally falls Yay! as you slam it down to the ground and finish it. Good Turning gracious. back towards the one behind you now, I imagine. <laughs> yep. All right. And then uh, third attack. That is a 15 for a 29. A 29 will strike your target as you slam this one to the ground and then just drop down and do the spin kick back around to the one behind you. So that is 15 points of damage. You crush it into the wall and into yeah. dust as oh, it scatters in the wind, falling. Goodness gracious. I imagine you all collect yourselves. We all fly back out to the to where Platform. she is. Yeah, and wait for... Uh, wait for reinforcements in the form of Citra Nahamra. <laughs> Citra, it takes you some time before you finally ascend up and all of you see Citra as she crests the top of the platform and steps onto it. Narmer has been uh, excitingly explaining to Masika the entire time about his new friend. <laughs> who he swears is not imaginary. <laughs> Despite yes. the fact that she appears to pretend to be. When Masika, or when Citra gets back up here, Masika will channel. Everybody gets 22 hit points back. Yay. All right. I'm still down a bunch 
and citrus down an extra bunch. Which is why we bought a wand. Pause for healing. I figure Citra is uh, keeping a, a rather healthy distance away from the edge of the platform now. <laughs> and Masika oh, would yeah, have deactivated her healing hex once the fight, or her, not her healing hex, her... Uh, bird. Bird, which can do it however many times, her fly hex, because it runs off minute intervals. Mm. I can only do it so many minutes. I can only do it a minute per caster level. So how many minutes would have that eaten off of that, Rick, the fight? Uh, it would have only been one minute for that, although it took about, assuming that you guys were flying straight up to get up here, it would have taken about a full minute to get up here, and then you carried on about a two-minute conversation with them. So, I would say that you're down about three minutes of your fly hex. Well, there's a ton of traps in here, so, uh, Citra, you keep an eye out. I can do that. Oh, there's also anti-laugh shells. We'll have to fly over them or something. <laughs> Unless they're gone. Depends on whether or how long you guys choose to sit out here. <laughs> Can I examine them? Is there a way to just dispel them? Stab traps? them with a knife? Uh, you would need to get to where the trap triggered, which is on ah. the other side of the anti-life shells. Okay. Oh, you could fly over them. I, I, I could. So um, Cedra will fly over and see if she can't dispel these traps. Is fly a minute per castle level? Yes. And did you drink a potion of fly to get up here? Yes. Okay. Technically, you you would have gotten up here just in time before your fly spell wore off. Okay. You said it's a dome. Can I just climb over it? Uh, no, because no. you can't get any traction on it. <laughs> yeah. so you could use your sword to fly you over, but... Oh, that's true. I can use my scimitar to get me over there. I, I was just imagining, do you remember on the playgrounds back in the day, the little uh, Oh, yeah, the little, like, that uh, the, domes. That look like cages, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Many an nope, injury was made on those. Many an injury. Hollis will fly over there with you to show you where it's at. All right. Oh, it's did you have? Did you take overland flight? Yep. Uh, okay. I was like, how are you still flying? Hollis has fly forever, basically. Hollis and Citra use uh, their fly, fly over the anti-life shell, land on the other side of it, about 20 feet or so away from uh, Masika and Sudi, making your way forward, as the two of you do. And getting into a bit of description, you enter the dark opening, which yawns at the pyramid's base on this side, entering into this long tunnel. The tunnel is probably about 60 feet in length, and from here you can see it ends in a split a T intersection, if you will, ahead of you. Citra, I imagine you activate your Wayfinder. Of course. I'll go ahead and detect magic while I'm in here. There is magic in here. Everywhere. Settling down, each of you can see, actually so can Sudi and Masika, because the anti-life shells are invisible, so you can see straight through them. Each of you can see hieroglyphic messages formed from thousands of tiny, vibrantly colored feathers run across the top of the magnificent mural on the wall off towards your left-hand side. The mural depicts a line of ancient Osiriani warriors and leaders all peering skyward, as if to read the message writ in the plumage of the heavens above. If someone wishes to, they can read those. Uh, Citra, flying over here, you can immediately see where the trap is on the ground. With your trap spotter, you may make a perception roll. Perception check. <laughs> Go ahead and add your trap spotter on that while you're at it. Uh, okay. I rolled a natural 20. Nice. Uh, so that gives me a 42. Excellent this hallway job. is trapped. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. You could determine a couple of things pertaining towards this trap. First off, it activates three magical effects simultaneously. Uh, two of them appear to be on either end of this hallway. You're going to guess the anti-life shell sealing off either end and leaving a 20-foot section in the center. And then it fills a 40-foot section of the center of this with acid fog. Yep, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. You can determine two things of import. First off, there is a bypass. And you think you could maybe attempt to disable this in such a way as to allow you to bypass without destroying it. 
but there does appear to be a way to get past it otherwise. It looks like some sort of password or passphrase. In addition to that, you can determine that this automatically resets even if dispelled. Oh. After about 30 minutes. Jeez. Wonderful. Yeah, in case we have to make a quick escape, just get rid of it. Yeah, absolutely get rid of it in case we gotta run out of here and do like some cool like dive off. Uh, Hollis, you can determine that there is a magical effect here. It appears to be the anti-life uh, shells on either end, as well as that the trap is still mm. recharging, in essence. Mm. But what is the third effect? Two anti-life shells, one acid fog. Oh, okay, okay. What does the wall say? Reading the wall, you can see that there are uh, hieroglyphs in here included for names, two of which you recognize. One being uh, Istakimhebet, Hakatep's aunt and the general you believe in charge of this pyramid. The other one is Enmekha, which you believe was the woman who proposed to Hakatep. Oh, his wife. And then he said no. Yeah, no. The yeah, I was like, not his wife. The no, one not that, his wife. And then the she like, pledged yeah, said no. herself to his service regardless. Weird. She seems to be here in this position of something like a, an aide or maybe a herald or something like that. Hmm. Maybe even an ambassador of sorts. There's also a third woman riding astride a chariot with what appear to be smaller chariots like a full army following her. Her hieroglyph labels her as General Tawarat. None of the visions you've seen of the past have shown you anything of her. Lots of generals here. I gotta say, this is like a girl power pyramid. I mean, yeah. that's one thing you can say for Hakatep. He wasn't yeah. exactly discriminatory. Masika, while we're waiting for um, the trap and stuff to be disabled, she has all those schematics from Chisisek's workshop. Is this pyramid in that stack? None of them are labeled. Huh. So we won't know until we get in there. Over this mural, the hieroglyphs above it read in ancient Osiriani a phrase, those who gave the gift of uncompromised service to the Sky Pharaoh are known to him and blessed with, the last word is missing. Hmm. You may make a perception roll. I will. Worried about that, but I will. Okay. It might be the passphrase. Like, that's a clue. I rolled a 16 for a 28. You stare at this, squint your eyes, step back. It's here. Like, again, it's that numbers floating around your head as you're staring over this, trying to squint your eyes. There's some sort of puzzle here, but you just can't see it. That wall's got some sort of puzzle, but I can't quite see it. You're better at seeing things. Maybe uh, see if you can figure out what that last word's supposed to be. Sudi's also good at seeing things. Masika taps the anti-life shell. Is it gone? <laughs> One thing at a time. If we can't figure it out, then I'll disable and he can come in and try. Well, you have to disable it for us to get in anyway. It might be a passcode. <laughs> Technically speaking, I can just climb over, climb around it. Uh, assuming you can take 10 on a climb check and get a 30. Eh? Wait for it. No, I only get a 28. Yeah. Oh. Knew I should are... put more than one rank in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I rolled a 15 for a 31 perception. Against a DC 31, you oh. narrow your eyes. <laughs> it's the shields. Oh. Iska Timkabet is bearing a shield with a hieroglyph, and Makah is carrying a shield as an offering. And General Tarwet has a shield attached to the side of her chariot, each one of them bearing a hieroglyph, where if you put them together, it spells out the ancient Osiriani word for death. Ah, huh. well, there you go. Those who gave the gift and uncompromised service to the Sky Pharaoh are known to him and blessed with death. I don't know if I want the blessing that he gives. Oh, well, no, he seems like a bad fella, honestly. Sudi will go over and look at the shields that um, the harpies had. 
they have a design that it's a small golden pyramid on top and then a second like wider section and then a wider section on bottom forming like a three-tiered pyramid okay so it doesn't look like you know it the, like the like shields that. and the thing okay okay well citra will say the passcode like she'll say the whole phrase nothing dramatic happens although sticking your arm over the anti-life shell is gone you should still disable it in case we gotta hightail it out of here later. I can do that. Alright. Can I do that? <laughs> uh, I like that it's literally just called Killbox. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's quite literally a Killbox if you don't fly. Yeah. Alright, so... It's a really good defense when this was on the ground. Yeah, right? I get my plus six on top of that. So, uh, I rolled a 14, which with all my bonuses, kits, etc., I get a 43. Yeah, you successfully disable it. You can also bypass it if you prefer. Although oh. you also already know the bypass for it. You wish to simply disable I'm it. I'm just going to disable it. Very well. You have destroyed the trap. Yay. All right, <laughs> it should be safe to come through now. Uh, real quick, you do find the following searching the harpies. Okay. Four suits of plus one leather lamellar. Okay. Four plus two heavy wooden shields. Okay. Four plus one composite longbow strength plus five. You better be real strong for those. Pretty cool. Sudi could use those. If you're proficient. Yep. 80 arrows. Okay. Four plus one kopeshes. Okay. And four objects that are rather strange. Oh, really? Each of these harpies carries a stone fang about the size of a curved dagger, the blade. Oh, the magic? Uh, there is a faint transmutation aura. Uh, what do you get taking 10 on spellcraft? 32. These are, in fact, magical. Uh, they appear to be some sort of magical key, although you can't tell what they go to or unlock. Some sort of key. Keep those. Yeah, we pass those out for everybody. Narmer tucks, you know, Masika's <laughs> away inside of his chest. Uh, Narmer. In case I need it. What if I need it? You can take it out of my chest. Watch out for yes. Stinger. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been feeding him? Yes. Really? Other scorpions. Well, he'd be Ooh. dead if not, and then we'd be feeding him to somebody else to continue the circle of life. That's true. I'm a little peckish. I know. But a passage continues into the darkness. All right. Shall we? Yeah, this time, let's try not to fall out of the sky, huh? Well, this we're on solid ground, so unless the entire pyramid falls out of the sky, which would be really bad for Wati, I think we're okay. I'll let y'all all know I got a couple dimension doors in case we need to get out. Okay. Is anyone else casting uh, any light spells or anything? I mean, I've got low light vision, so yes, I need some light spells. Oh, well, I mean, I have my Wayfinder on. Yeah. I didn't know if either of the spellcasters was cast casting a light spell or anything. I mean, Masika can cast one on Sudi. I will point out that Sudi does have an ever-burning torch. Yep, Sudi does have Usually an ever Usually every torch. time I try to cast something on Sudi, he wants his ever-burning torch, so... No, cast it on me. I need all my hands free for kicking. Masika will cast a light spell on Sudi's stone in his forehead. Okay. I just love that I, I just have the mental image of her, like, getting on her, her toes and then realizing she doesn't need to because he's short, and then just boops him on the forehead. <laughs> I just want, I can't let it slide that Jordan said, I need all my hands free for kicking. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was, I was hoping I was going to get that slid it's by. For balancing. But, you know. for balancing. And doing cool. To be fair, all signs. of my hands are feet and all of my feet are hands. I'm acrobatic. Oh, no, that's a monster. That's some sort of aberration monster. That's a cat folk. It, it makes me think of that chick from, uh, from Eon Flux. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Where her feet, feet were hands. Yeah. I suppose you make your way forward? Yes. Yeah. With the trepidation. Whole way continues ahead, reaching a intersection, splitting to the right and left. A motif covers the wall across as you begin to approach this, this intersection. This bas relief of a sun 
identical in design to the five-pointed sun on the bottom of the pyramid. There's something curious as you approach it. It is a ball relief. It's raised slightly depressed, slightly just giving the image of this. But there's a notable line that encircles the circle at the center of this sun design. As you reach the end of this passage, you can tell that the passage continues for 20 feet to both your right and left before turning again and making its way deeper, presenting two directions to go with a small doorway about three feet wide in the passage off to your left-hand side. Do we want to see about this little side passage over here? He sort of kind of gestures over to the left. Probably should. I think that would be wise. It looks weird. But it's certainly not uh, symmetrical. So I guess we go left and we'll poke our head in this little three foot wide alcove passageway, who knows? You turn, make your way down the left-hand passage, see that there is a door, well, a doorway off towards your side leading into what appears to be some small chamber. The hallway continues off towards your right, although it's strange. The passageway here shifts from work stone to a strange curving tunnel. Whoa, A point weird. at which the architecture changes from regular angles to this more organic shape. The entryway is bordered by an archway carved into the shape of a gaping serpent's mouth. Three of the serpent's teeth. One on the lower jaw, oh. ah. one in the back of the upper jaw, and what should be a fang at the front of its upper maw are missing, with deep circular sockets made, marking their original locations. We found where the keys, the keys go. That didn't take long. Again, there's this odd thing that your footsteps echo back to you strangely, almost louder than the initial step as you make your way down this passage. And each one of your spoken words echoes in every direction. Two ways to go. I think we're going toward the skinny Yeah, we're going to go through right the little there. passage off to the left. So we come in, we go left, we go left. Mm-hmm. You turn, stepping into this room. A life-size stone statue of a resplendent Osiriani woman dressed in lamellar armor with a kopesh at her side, her hands resting on her hips, stands at the far end of this otherwise empty chamber. As you step in, you feel this odd sense of awe and humility in the statue's presence. Sudi, for a moment, as you look this over, you can immediately recognize the figure that you'd seen in visions before. Istakimhabet. This sensation rolls over you and gives you this feeling of as if, almost as if all of you are rank and file soldiers appearing before a legendary leader. I would like to activate my Golem Bane Scarab. It's not <laughs> <a little. laughs> Sudi, as you look this over, you begin to hear this distant sound. Ooh. Not echoing to you, but from within your head. No, from within the mask. And we'll pick it up here next time. Gosh, I knew you were going to do that. Ba-da-da-da. Ba-da. <laughs> On to your tricks, Rick. That makes great radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.